This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the Shit Show 2.0. Okay, Boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who who are obviously mentally ill. You want to be my wife? Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick. <laughs> What is going on? And welcome to Take on the World with Mike D. And my special guest is Ray the Podcaster. Ray the Podcaster. Uh, Ray the Podcaster is the host of Tencent Beer Night and the co-host of Deluxe Edition on the Deluxe Edition Network, which obviously with my Den shirt on, I am part of. He is also. Um, uh, you want to plug your show? Uh, yeah, I am the, the host of the Tencent Beer Night Podcast. You can find that on Spotify. But more importantly, I am the co-host of the Deluxe Edition with Casey and Ray. And that's that's my bread and butter right there. That's the one that uh, does, doesn't pay the bills, but it's the one I focus on. So if you're going to check one out, go check out Deluxe Edition. I will tell you, I, I listen to the Deluxe Edition. I listen to your regular podcast. Uh, Deluxe Edition gets some awesome interviews. Me and my son are always yeah. impressed with the guys that you get to interview, and and that's awesome. I'm not really good at interviewing people. <laughs> you you know the trick? You just pretend like they're some dude you met at the bar. That's the trick. Yeah, well, you know, when I was in the biz, the wrestling business, you know, that's how it was with the the names coming in. You went up, you introduced yourself, you didn't act like a little kid, and then right. you, you let them, let them do their thing, and then they'll come talk to you. Right. So, yeah. You, you don't want to look like a, a, a fanboy. That's yeah. the difference. If, if you're trying to interview someone and you act like a fanboy, you know, like the, uh, the, that old skit, uh, you remember that time you did that thing? That was awesome. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. be doing that over and over again because then they're going to get bored. Yeah. So the reason we got together today is, and there's a little backstory to it, and I'm going to go through it real quick. Um, I have a friend who I lost contact with for years and uh, we recently bumped into each other and uh, we were texting and reminiscing about old times. And she, she messaged me. She goes, Hey, do you remember that night when you and your buddies stopped by my house and want to take me out to a movie? And I'm like, vaguely. <laughs> and she's like, she goes, I can't remember the name of the movie, but I could tell you how the opening scene is. And I'm like, well, what's the opening scene? And what year was it? And she's saying 1984. Mm-hmm. What she didn't say is we went to the midnight movies and the midnight movies play older movies. Yep. So um, I'm looking, I'm looking, I go in the chat and I'm like, hey, does anybody know? Because <laughs> oh, everybody in there knows movies. Yeah. Anybody know this movie? From 1984, this is the opening scene. And they're like, no, you're nuts. And I'm like, oh. so, <laughs> so I keep looking. I finally find the opening scene. I'm like, well, that's 1981. That's 1984. Yeah. And uh, so I texted her back, and that was the movie. And then I made the comment that I had found the movie. And now there was a remake done of this movie. And uh, anybody who listens to my show knows I am not a fan of remakes or reboots or redos I, I don't like them i like originals even if they were crappy yeah um and i made the comment that i had liked the remake of this movie better than the original and you had made the comment that i was wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, I you know what i may have said that but uh it's your opinion you could be wrong all you want that's well, fine you didn't you didn't say <laughs> i was wrong but you basically no, disagree with, with my assessment yeah, I know what you're saying. So so we're going to sit down and, and figure this out. Yeah. So I, I'm going to tell you, and this might be a spoiler for the end, I have changed I my mind. Ah. I, and there was there's one main reason why I changed my mind 
So I'll leave that as the, the gotcha at the end. All right. Uh, so the movie was My Bloody Valentine. Yes. I, I loved the flick in 81. I, I was 11 years old. I went to the theater to see it. Uh, what I didn't, there was a lot of stuff I didn't know about this movie. So um, I just run down the, the synopsis quick, not the synopsis, the, the background. The screenplay was by John Beard. I'm horrible with names, by the way. I pronounce them wrong all well, the time. Here's what I know. If you don't know what the name is, just say it and pretend like you pronounced it correctly. <laughs> and no one will be the wiser. And if they thought it was something else, they will be the one who's looking it up later going, man, I thought I knew that name. Yeah. Uh, this the, the story was written by Stephen Miller. Uh, he has like 21 writing credits. I'm not going to go through them all. But he mostly wrote for TV series. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot of feature films. He wrote for Archie Bunker, Airwolf, Simon & Simon, Magna P.I., uh, The Jeffersons, Flipper. So how you go from that to writing, uh, like, I think one, one of the better 80s horror movies. Yeah, I, th I think this is probably right up there with Friday the 13th, The Burning, um, Sleepaway Camp. I think this one is just as good, if not better, than some of those. Yeah, I, well, I, th I think it's a little bit better than The Burning. I did just watch The Burning for the first time. I hadn't yeah. seen that. And uh, I don't know if you, you were talking about it or one of the other podcasts on the network was talking about it but or mentioned it. Uh, but I ended up enjoying it. My son watched it with me, which is cool because like he kind of likes the 80s retro stuff too. Yeah. So that's always fun. Uh, maybe he's just humoring me. I don't know. <laughs> But, but yeah, this one's right in the vein with those those iconic movies. And uh, I think the miner should get a lot more love than he does in the horror community as an iconic figure. Yeah. Because, you you know, you always see the Freddies and Jasons and Michael Myers and that. And he just gets left out a lot. Yeah, and, yeah and, absolutely. And I don't know if that's because they didn't make this into a, like a, a series or sequels or anything. But... A lot of the times, the sequels kill the character. They really just take something away from them. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's very few sequels that don't diminish the mystique. Mm -hmm. um, the director was George Mahalka. Sounds right to me. Okay. He <laughs> has 50 directing credits, uh, many of them TVs. He does TV movies. And several feature films. So this was a Canadian slasher film. Uh, the shooting began in 1980. Uh, and it was done at the... Uh, where is it? Oh, the Sydney Mines in Nova Scotia. Yeah. And the mine had been closed for five years when they did the filming. So there's some parallels to the second one with the, the background of the filming, too. Um, they completed also in November of 1980. They started in September. So they only took a month to shoot it, two months. Yeah, the uh, the budget was only like $2 million for this movie. Yeah. And um, like he, I was reading that it, uh, they were talking about uh, during filming, they had to be really careful in the mines because there was still methane gas and shit going on down there. Yeah. And uh, that's scary, man. When you do these low-budget horror movies like this back in the 80s, nobody really, you know, took safety like it was real. Yeah. And uh, they did all the shooting, the, the mine scenes, in the mines. Yeah. There was nothing on set. This was all in the mines. So you got hot lights down there. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's scary with that methane. Uh, the running time was an hour, 33 minutes, which is you're in Casey's sweet spot. That's the sweet spot right there. I'm okay with a two-hour movie. I, the I'll tell you right now, the only movie I think that I've ever seen that was three hours long that I was like, man, I'd watch another hour of this was Wolf of Wall Street. That's the only movie that I've ever seen that was three hours long. I was like, give me another hour of this. I didn't realize that was three hours long. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's so good. Yeah. So for me, when you start getting past 145, 150, I'm like, God, what are we doing? 
Can we just wrap this up? It's a, especially horror movies. Yeah. If it's not nonsense in it, it doesn't bother me. If it's nonsense, I'm like, okay, let's go. Move on. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, you know, I don't need to watch, you know, somebody do banking or whatever for, you know, six minutes. Yeah. Because they can't get their loan. Just have them go into the bank, walk right back out, do a cutscene. Let's, let's roll this thing. I want to see no, murder. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they when they were filming in the mine, they were twenty seven hundred feet below ground. Yeah, that's deep. That's and, fucking nuts. And it's got to be scary for the actors who aren't used to that. And I'm claustrophobic, so going down in the mine would be a problem for me in the first place. Yeah, I've done some spelunking, and uh, you get down in them caves, man. It can get you start getting a little weird. I'm not claustrophobic or anything, but you, it kind of creeps into the back of your head. Like, man, there was only one way in. Yeah. If something happens, I'm going to have to eat these fucking people that I came down here with to survive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I have no choice. This is what I've learned from movies, especially this one. <laughs> yeah, I could go down, but when it starts getting tight, uh, the movie uh, Below as Above. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And the yeah, it was a good stuff one. Like but that, I'm going to tell yeah. you something. They were in the, the, the catacombs of Paris, and when he was crawling through that small space over the bones and he got stuck, <laughs> I got physically sick, had to leave the room. Like ah. it, it bothered me that he was that that stuck. I couldn't do it. I now just see, freaked out an MRI the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh the uh as far as tight spaces go, the only thing that like it's an actual real thing. So it's not even from a horror movie. It's uh the the Great White Fire. The uh the doorway got jammed up with bodies and people were trying to squeeze out. And that gave oh, me yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. that gave me nightmares for months. Because I played in a lot of clubs like that growing up. And just the thought of a fire, it never occurred to me that those places catch fire. And, you know, that's funny because real life shit scares scares me to death. But horror movies, I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. You know, it's, ah, look, because I know it's fake. Yeah. So that's the difference for me. Like, uh, the tight spot thing, though, it can get to you. If you're not in the right frame of mind to be there, like, yeah, uh, yeah, like spelunking, I, I, especially. Like, I had to squeeze through a couple of little fucking cracks, and I was like, Phew. you know, I'm getting a little big in the belly these days, and I don't know if I want to fucking suck it in to get through that crack. And I scuba dive, I'll never cave dive, never. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so I, we were talking about the location when they, uh, booked the location and they they finally agreed on it the owners of the location went and cleaned everything up hmm. so the production crew had to spend thirty thousand dollars to distress everything again <laughs> yeah. They, yeah it was thirty thousand dollars of paint to make everything look like it was old again i thought you, that was crazy you'd think the communication between them would have been like this is perfect yeah and the landlord would have been like yeah cool but what they heard was is can you clean this up like the the disconnect there is weird, but you know, maybe it was too dangerous or something is why they cleaned it up. You know, I, who knows? I don't know, but they they said they made it look like a, a what was it said a, a Disney a Disney set. Yeah. <laughs> imagine imagine if they'd have left it like that and just filmed yeah. anyways. So they they grossed five point six million dollars. That ain't bad, for, in my opinion. But Paramount was disappointed with that. That was yeah. a $3 million profit, at least. Yeah, the problem is, though, is Friday had come out and fucking crushed the box office as far as horror movies of the time. Yeah. And I think it made, like, a half or a third, maybe, of what Friday made at the time. I don't know off the top of my head, but it was not as much as Friday made. And... uh that's that's the the standard at that point. Are you Friday the thirteenth, or are you Saturday the fourteenth? Like, yeah. that's the difference. You know, which one are you? And unfortunately, this one didn't make as much money. But in my opinion, I think this story is every bit as good as Friday. I thought so. Uh, Siskel and Ebert. Uh... Said it was about the seventh direct ripoff of Halloween. Now, I think Halloween's a trash movie, in my opinion. 
I, I know you said that. I, I, I disagree. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, <laughs> I don't think I've met anyone who agrees with me. <laughs> they're, they're, I, I think the original was okay. I think the sequels sullied the, the name. Uh, I just think the pacing of the first one's a little slow for my taste. Yeah, that's true. It is true. It's it's very, very slow for a slasher. But, you know, it, it's not a bad movie. You know, it really isn't. It's just, I like my killers to be a little quicker, you know? I, I want them to get to their business a little sooner instead of hiding behind bushes. Yeah. You know? Drag her behind the bush with you or something. Kill somebody. God damn. Uh, they censored this movie, like, ridiculously for yeah. the American release. Uh, it received its R rating only after they made cuts to almost every kill scene. Um, yeah, the, the early 80s were not, as most people think. There's a, there's a distinct, like, timeline there for what you could get away with in the 80s. And the early, early 80s, like 80, 81, they really chopped a lot of those movies. They really did. And it's not until you get to like maybe 85, 86 before they back off on the murders because I think because the directors and writers are like, we have to up the game here. So you got to you got to relax a little bit on the the murder stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wish they would have just turned them loose. Cause you know. it didn't like I was 11 <laughs> and this movie didn't scare me. I thought this movie was fun. Yeah. Oh, this movie's fantastic fun, especially for the kids. You know, if you're a parent out there and you want to introduce your kids to horror, I would say this is much better of an introduction than Friday or Halloween or even, uh, well, sleepaway camp. You don't want to show that to kids, but yeah, <laughs> I think this one's a perfect introduction movie because you, the, the the kills, yeah, some are gory, but they're not over the top. You know, Evil Dead, blood shooting everywhere, kind of gory, and yeah, you know. uh, Evil Dead Two is is a good introduction. <laughs> Evil Dead Two is in my top five movies of all time. Yeah, I, I love that movie. I've probably seen that movie sixty times. Uh, I I was just watching some of it the other day. <laughs> I just rewatched it again the other night. Uh, when me when I was in high school, me and my brothers, there was an entire summer we watched that movie every night. Just love it to death. You're gonna notice something. I get off topic real easy, so you're gonna That's have fine. to you're gonna have to rein this in <laughs> when, when you need to, Mike. I'm fine when the train track goes, right. train goes off the track. Right. That's what me and John do all the time. Yeah. Uh, one of the producers said the film was cut to ribbons and it still came back with an X rating. You know, I wish more of them would have just said, you know, screw it. Release it with an X. Let's see what happens. Yeah, well, I think that they were shooting for the younger audience. Hmm. Back then, they were terrified of that X rating because you could only show it in the smut theaters. That yeah, but I still think it would have done fine. You know, I, some some guys like, hey, I just jerked off to this one movie, but then I hung around and watched this horror movie. And it was fantastic. I'm gonna go back and actually eat some popcorn and watch a movie this time. You know, where I, where I grew up, there was an X rated theater in Allentown, and it was down in a little valley. So we would sit up on a hill. We would just watch it. <laughs> so we'd sit up there with our bikes. Well, oh, like a drive-in? Yeah, it's a drive-in like theater. Oh yeah. my god, a smut drive-in, man! <laughs> wow, that's not that's not in the song. No. <laughs> um, in two thousand two, Paramount released it on DVD with some additional footage, uh, and said that the other missing footage, the other cut footage, didn't exist anymore. Um, but in 2008, uh, Lionsgate had a licensing agreement from Paramount and they added another two and a half minutes of unreleased footage. Uh, they said with the 2002 and 2008 release, that's 90% of all the footage. You're still missing 10% of the footage that 
it's uh, you know, it's crazy that these dudes were just like, oh well, we'll just chuck it in the garbage can. Yeah, like, I know. Well, it's it's just like Caddyshack was originally like four hours long, and they just threw all that extra footage away because they made them edit it down. They didn't save it because at yeah. that time nobody thought that it was that big a deal. So I have like, my my TARDIS door back here, Doctor Who. The whole yeah. almost the whole first season was is miss is gone forever. Yeah, it most of what you see from that first season is so grainy and yeah. garbagey that it's it's hardly watchable. And the, those that's what started that trend. That's over fifty years old now. So, yeah. and and people love it. Like I go back and watch the old Doctor Who's all the time. Yeah, I like Doctor Who a lot. Uh, man, I do particularly like though. David Tennant as the doctor. I think he's probably my favorite. Yeah. He just has, there's something about him. I just like him. My son loves Matt Smith. He got yeah, to meet a, him. That's a, yeah, that's a good one too. He, he got to meet him at a con and he was little and he walked up and he had his, we had got our picture taken with him earlier and he walked up with the picture to get it signed and he was wearing the fez yeah. and uh, like he couldn't talk. Like my son just <laughs> couldn't talk. And my son never shuts up. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, you, you have a chance to talk to him. And he, he signs the picture and then he, and he reaches for his fez and he goes, well, I'll sign that too. And his people tried to stop him because you're only supposed to sign one thing. Right. And yeah. he goes, don't tell me what I can sign. <laughs> he signed, so he signed his fez and the picture. Yeah, that's like uh, if you see Henry Winkler at conventions, that guy just is, they're like, you have to stay in your booth. And he's like, yeah, I don't have to do anything. I don't want to. I, I want to go talk to people on the other side and take pictures with their phones. You can't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But you know what? Being a celebrity, it's weird that they try to stop from doing stuff like that. Yeah. Like, here's a kid, and he wants to sign something, and you're like, no, we're going to get paid for that. Why? What's your cut? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if your cut's more than what I'm making, there might be a problem here. So the, the premise of the movie itself, which is what we were, wanted to uh, discuss, uh, the movie took place in Valentine's Bluff, which is, in can, can, is a Canadian mining town. Uh, they wanted to renew a 20-year-old tradition of a Valentine's dance, which I guess was a big thing because it was Valentine's Bluff. Uh, the dance had been canceled for 20 years because... Uh, one year after a mine explosion that trapped five miners due to a supervisor leaving before the mine was clear so they could go to the dance. Yeah. Uh, one year after that, they, they said, we're not doing this anymore. Uh, after searching for several days, they found one miner left alive, Harry Warden, and he stayed alive by eating the remains of his fellow miners. Which is completely reasonable. If that's what you got to do. I mean, that's survival of the fittest, right? Yeah. Well, I'm assuming he didn't eat him a lot. Oh, he didn't eat him a lot. Well, if you, if you look at the, the shot where he's got the arm <laughs> and he's got the wild eyes, I think he ripped them people apart. Maybe he did. So due to that ordeal, he went insane. Yes. Uh, he killed two of the supervisors, cut out their hearts, put them in. Uh, chocolate heart boxes yeah so uh they decide they're gonna have this 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 dance again and uh hmm. harry's uh, not happy about that not at all no no he, he he got he got upset yeah uh and when they started talking about having a dance again the murder started happening again mm -hmm. so the town canceled the dance again and, and the kids said you know fuck that we're having our party Right. And I want to point out something, too, about um, the heart in the box when it shows up and the kid's like, hey, this came for you and I don't know where it came from. And he's like, oh, cool. The mayor takes it. and He's in the car with the sheriff and he's like, man, I love chocolate. I'm about to tear <laughs> this chocolate up. And he opens it up and it's a heart. That's that's iconic horror right there. The yeah. setup, the setup of that moment took you know, it took, it wasn't just like he got, here's, here's a box, open it. 
You know, yeah. they, they took the time to develop that moment, which is one of the things why I think the first one is an iconic movie because they really didn't just go total slasher with this thing. They spent their, their time writing something worth watching. I, I, I think it was is decently written. Um, mm-hmm. It's not gone with the wind. Hey, it's, no, it's not Citizen fucking Kane by any stretch of the imagination. As a, as a horror slasher film goes, it, it had everything it needed to have, and it was it, well put together. You know what the craziest part of this movie is? The acting. These people can actually act. How did they get this many people who could act yeah, in a movie good. that had a budget of $2 million? Yeah, and I, I don't any none of them were really anybody at the time, right? No, uh, Paul Kelman played TJ, who uh, is the mayor's son. He's the dark-haired one. The only other movie I know him from is Black Roses, which is like a low-budget fucking rock and roll movie. And uh, I can't remember anybody else from this movie doing anything substantial and that goes across the board like actors directors writers really none of them jump out as doing anything else and it's i think that's kind of weird because now someone gets into horror and they uh immediately become like that's their shtick yeah Yeah. or if you even if you go back to the 80s you got linnea quigley you got people like that who all of a sudden become scream queens. Nobody really came out of this thing and made a, a huge career out of horror movies. Yeah, and, and oh, like the writers didn't do any horror after this. Well, once again, if you write something this good, what what are you gonna do? You gonna muck up your legacy? <laughs> <coughs> so. Uh... The, they, the kids hold the party at the mine. There's yes. murder and mayhem. Uh, the town sheriff looks into the murders, calls the mental institution where Harry Warden's supposed to be, and there's no record of him. So I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it. <laughs> hey, this movie is, what, 40 years old? Almost 50 years old? You can do spoilers at this point. <laughs> if they have not seen this movie by now... That's the that's, truth. That's their but problem. There may be some people like my son who, like, he doesn't think about these movies until I say, hey, let's watch this. Yeah, and he, sat, he sat down and watched both of these with me. Yeah. And uh, uh, we, we both kind of came to the same conclusion at mm. the end. Uh, right. I, I'll just say that this, this was a non-typical, typical 80s slasher <laughs> film. It, it had all the, the things you needed for an 80s slasher film, but it was done different and better than, than some of the other stuff out there. Oh, I, I agree 100%. I think this one went above and beyond for an 80s horror movie by a long shot, in my opinion, because there is twists and turns. You don't know what's happening, and you get a, you got a party. You got the kids saying, F you, we're going to have our party anyways, you know. The acting's really good in this. Um, I was surprised that there was never a sequel. But, you know, what are you going to do? You, you, I would have loved I to was, see a sequel. We were little kids. We couldn't right. storm Hollywood at that point and demand a, another one. But someone, someone must have wanted another one because in 2009 they make another one. But they did the same movie. I would have loved to see a 2009 sequel to this. That would have been cool. Um, so do you, do you want to talk about the sequel now? Yeah, we'll talk about the second one. All right, let, let's get into the second one. Now, right off the rip, I was, I was mad because I don't, I, like you, I'm like, this is going to suck. It's going to be a shitty movie. Er, I'm mad. And then I see Jensen Ackles and Tom Atkins, and I'm like, God damn it. I love both of these guys. All right, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm not going to get all crappy on them. Because, you know, Jensen, he's supernatural. You know, the boys. I'm like, because I did not watch this until we talked about doing this review. 
Really? I, I do not like remakes. I, I don't either. Um, like the, the, o- the, the only one that I actually think did a great job is The Hills Have Eyes. The Rob Zombie version? Not the Rob... No, it's not Rob Zombie. It's uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, who the fuck redid that? Didn't Rob Zombie do that? No, he did Halloween. Yeah, he did Halloween, but I thought he did The Hills Have Eyes, too. I don't think he did that one because it didn't have enough weird shit. Um, it was basically a just a, an updated version. Like, they just did more big effects. <laughs> but in my opinion, that one was really good. But... Uh, yeah, I was like, "All right, Mike, you you want to watch this thing? Fine, I'll watch it." <laughs> and well, I was pleasantly surprised. I really was, because I will it's say, when not this, the same movie. No, it's not. No, when this came into the theater, um, I was a little bit excited because I had so much nostalgia for the old one, mm-hmm. and you you didn't see it like like you didn't see it out like we still had the the video stores. You could still go get it in a video store, yeah. but um. Well, maybe 2009, you couldn't. I think we're getting close to the end of the... the Dude, that square. sucks too, man. I loved going to the video stores. Absolutely. Man, that was like the highlight of the Friday night. Like, you and your buddies, you went there, and you're in the the horror aisle, and everybody's holding up the covers. Like, what do you think, man? This has got like a severed head on the cover. And all the movies had great names. Yep. And now you're just on your TV, scroll, 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 scroll. Yeah, scrolling, trying to find something. And, uh, like, I'm, I, like, I scroll through so much, and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to see that. That, yeah. that. that doesn't look good. Right. And I'm the kind of person, if, even if I start watching a crappy movie, I got to watch it all the way through. Like, I have to. There's only a couple <laughs> movies I've gotten up and walk away from. Man, that's tough, because there's been a few lately. Like, my... uh. My ability to make it through some shitty movies has really went down. Like, if I get mad and I'm just, you know what? I'm wasting my time here. I could watch an old movie. I could watch My Bloody Valentine again and be much more entertained than this crap I'm watching right now. So, actually, that's what I end up doing is is, um, if I get mad enough, I'll shut it off. And to make myself feel better, I'll go watch an old horror movie. Because for me, like, horror movies my main genre. That's that's what I love. That's what I watch a lot of. Unless I'm watching Barney Miller, but, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't even know that was still on. It's not. You... I'm streaming that shit. Okay, all right. Because uh, for me, I love Barney Miller. I think that's one of the greatest shows ever made. Well, I've just that, streamed. That, that comedy never gets old, man. I've just streamed every season of M.A.S.H., I'm on mm. the final season. That's another good one, too. And my son sits and watches it with me. That's one, because we were so little when those two came out, yeah. that we missed a lot of the humor in those shows. Well, you're about the same age as me. Yeah, I I, uh, I turned, what, what is today? Yeah, I turned 51 last week, so. <laughs> oh, so I'm, I'm a year and a little bit older than you. So, uh, same age. Yeah. Same age, you know, same the, era. The, the the beard has gray in it. That's where we're at. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I did go to this theater to see this because I was excited to see it. Yeah. Um, and I, I loved it in the theater. The one thing I did not love about it, it was 3D. See, I saw it on, like I said, I just watched it on TV. So the 3D thing, I did not get to enjoy. You didn't get to enjoy it, but you could see it. Because I rewatched it again, and you can see <laughs> you where can, the 3D stuff yeah. was, and I'm like, oh, that's so bad. It's kind of like if you watch Friday the 13th Part 3 again, and yeah. you just watch it on regular, you know, viewing pleasure, and you see, like, the the shit is just like, frown, 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 frown. and it's like, oh, my God, 3D sucked so bad back then. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this was 2009. Uh, Todd Farmer and Zane Smith did the screenplay. Uh, Todd Farmer has 11 writing credits, uh, including Jason X, Drive Angry, and Trick, um, which are three not-so-great movies. Jason X is probably the worst one in the series. I was just going to say, Jason X is even worse than when 
you know, spoiler alert in part five when Jason's not the killer. Like yeah. this is this is worse than that. Yeah. Or yeah. no. Yeah, it was part five. He wasn't the killer, was it? Yeah, the new beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should I shouldn't doubt myself on that. You know, I've only been watching Friday the thirteenth for, <laughs> for my whole life. But yeah, I think Jason X I it's not a bad movie till the very end. When that goddamn thing drops back down into Crystal Lake from outer space, <laughs> I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. That is the second worst thing I've ever seen other than Indy in the refrigerator flying away from the nuclear explosion. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Zane Smith, this was, this was the only full-length film that he wrote. Screenplay. He didn't do a bad job. No, no. Uh, it was directed by Patrick Lussier. Can we call it? Because I want to imagine he's French. So I want to call him Lussier. Lussier. And I imagine he's on set and he says things like, ha, ha, ha. The miner must use the pickaxe in this scene. Or pancakes. <laughs> One or the other. Uh, let them eat crepes. <laughs> yeah. He directed Dracula 2000, The Prophecy 3, and several TV series. And he, he has editing credits on MacGyver, Highlander, uh, New Nightmare, Scream 1, 2, and 3, Mimic, and Halloween H2O. That's, that's pretty good track record. But it... For, for the, the TV stuff, for the, the directing, the Prophecy 3. Mm. Yeah, I just kind of, I glanced by that and just ignored it. Okay. <laughs> I just so, listened to the other ones. <laughs> uh, this one was shot in southwestern Pennsylvania, just south of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the exterior of Logansport Mine in Bethel. And uh, the Kittening Main Street was used as the main street in the fictional town of Harmony. So it's no longer Valentine Bluffs, it's Harmony. Which is kind of stupid. Yeah. Why change the name of the town? I, I, th- I think they were trying to make believe the other movie never happened. Okay, but we're already doing a remake. Yeah. Um, Tom Hanniger has the same name as the other character, TJ Hanniger. I know. I mean, come on. We're, we're making the same movie again. But we're not. Uh, the... This mine was shut down and was currently a museum when they were doing the shooting. Uh, 13 days of filming took place at the Tor Ed mine in a Pittsburgh suburb. Uh, filming started May 11, 2008. It was a 3D film, which is all the rage in the 2000s. I'm, I'm not a big well, fan. Well, you know, every so often this happens. You know, if you look back at the 50s, they had that crazy thing where 3D happened. Yeah. And then it popped back up for a minute in the late 70s, I think it was. What, uh, what the hell was it? Oh, like Jaws 3D. Friday the 13th, you get in the 80s. All of a sudden, 3D is the fucking rage again. And then uh, Avatar comes out. Oh, yep. We're back into it. I fell asleep during that movie in the theater. Never saw s- it. Oh, my God. Never gosh. saw it. Everybody raves about it, never saw it. I was told it's Dances with Wolves with Blue People. Yeah. I was, I'm sitting there, and at one point, there's this rock that they want to get that's hard to get to. And the one character goes, it's called Unobtainium. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And I went to bed. I just, my Good family's night. with me. I just went to sleep in the theater. I woke up. And this thing, that's another like three-hour movie. And I'm like, I woke up a while later and oh fuck, there's still blue people on the screen. Damn it. <laughs> God, I thought I went home. <laughs> <laughs> this film budget was fourteen million. Yeah, that's a lot more than yeah. the first one. And it totaled fifty one million in the US market and grossed a hundred million in box offices worldwide. And that in my opinion, I don't think that's bad, but guess what happens again to this poor movie? No sequel. No sequel. Nope. Uh, 
it, the film opened to a gross $24 million, uh for the opening week. And it was third behind Grand, Grand Torino and Paul Blart Mall Cop. I think that's the embarrassing part because I've seen Paul Blart and this is a far superior movie to Paul Blart. Like I like comedies and it's a Paul Blart is a funny movie, but it's uh, yeah. not a great movie. No, it's it, I'm not knocking Kevin James cuz I I think he's a funny dude, but Paul Blart is not his finest moment. And uh in 2009, I guess the general public didn't understand what a good movie was. <laughs> True. So they just gravitated towards the dumb mall cop movie. Because you have to remember, too, if you're taking a date to the movie theater, a lot of women are not into horror. You know, I know I go on Instagram and I see all the hot horror chicks and all that, but believe me, that's just, that's a ruse. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a clever, you know, shell game that they're playing to make money most women just are not that into horror it's funny because i was i just made an appointment with a doctor uh for an mri another one <laughs> i'm gonna run away again <laughs> uh but the the lady who was making my appointment i don't know how we got she was checking on something because i had a metal splinter in my eye some years ago so they have to check for a head x-ray an orbital yeah. x-ray to make sure the metal's not still there it could blind me so she's checking for this, and she has me on hold, but she's talking to me. And she's, ah, how are you doing? What are you doing this week? And blah, 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 blah. And I said, uh, I said about doing a, a podcast about My Bloody Valentine. She goes, oh, I love that movie. She goes, I love horror movies, especially 80s horror. And like, I'm like, really? And I said, there's a bunch of good horror movies coming out this year, supposedly. And uh, Yeah, yeah there are, actually. And she, she's like, oh, what are they? And I, I start going down the list and she goes, oh, she goes, I got to go see them. Like, <laughs> it was just weird because I don't know many women who enjoy horror. Look, I compare this to, because I love Dungeons and Dragons. I've played since I was fucking 10 years old. And now everybody on the planet talks about how they're an old school D&D guy. <laughs> and when they say old school, they mean like 2000, 2005. I've been playing since 83, back when you would get in a fist fight with somebody because they were bad-mouthing you and calling you a nerd or beating up one of your friends. Yep. And I'm just like, how the fuck is this happening? I played back then. My son plays now. Yeah, I still play. I love it to death, man. And it's funny because, like I said, I have never been embarrassed to say it. Like, I love the game. I'm an ambassador for the game. And now they're like, oh, you're one of them old grognard motherfuckers who's a, a gamekeeper. And I'm like, I'm not. I like the game. Man. Let's just, I don't care what version we play. Let's just play the game. But understand I'm old and I like my game to be the way it's supposed to be. I want to be the hero. I don't want to be a dragon man who spits fire and flies. I just want to be Conan. Can I be <laughs> Conan? <laughs> Yeah, I, but, uh, me, me and my son talk about that all the time. I I couldn't play now because I haven't played for so many years. I wouldn't even know where to start, and I didn't play. Can you like, can you roll dice? Do you have an imagination? You yeah. can play today. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I tell everyone. That's how I trick my friends. They're like, because you you know you need players, and I'll be like, hey, you want to hang out, play D and D? What the fuck is that? It's it's a game. What do you do? Well, you roll dice, you pretend to be somebody else, and you drink beer. All right, I'm in. That sounds like fun. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, that's how you get people. So, see, now here's the part where you got to figure out where we were at in this movie review. Oh, I have it highlighted. (laughs) (laughs) The film received mixed to positive reviews from critics. Hmm. Um, While some liked the performance and the production value, other criticized the writing wooden characters, and 3D technology. I will say, I don't think the acting was as good in this one. No, and that's, for me, I think that's why I like the first one better. I, after watching it again, I I, I do agree. <laughs> See, but like I said, I think Jensen and Tom Atkins are really fucking good in this movie. But that's only because 
I love them and other things they've done. If this was the first thing I ever saw them in, uh, you know, Tom Atkins. You wouldn't run out to see the next thing. Yeah, you know, Tom Atkins, he gets gets a pass on whatever he does because he's been in so many good movies over the years. And Jensen gets the pass for what he's done. But once again, I think they're really the only two actors in in this movie who are professional actors. I think the kid who plays uh, the sheriff, uh, Axel, I don't think his acting was very good at all. It was very subpar. The naked chick was awesome at the beginning. Uh, Do you know there's a a, a (laughs) trivia to that? Oh, yeah? So I I have it down at the end. I'll get to that. But that Mm. scene has some trivia to it. Nice. Um, so this was a modernized remake, and of course, because it's modernized, they changed the story. Uh, six miners are still trapped due to methane explosion. It was caused by the mine owner's son, uh, hmm. failure to vent the methane from the mine. Uh, the only one found alive was Harry Warden, who was found comatose. It was said, and it, they didn't show the cannibalism. But it was said that well, he, no, no. They, they actually changed it. They said he beat them to death yes. to save oxygen. Yes. But then there, there was uh, in the newspaper clippings in the beginning. Yes. See, that's fu- the see, that's where they get fucked up in this movie. They're they're saying like he didn't, you know, oh, he was saving oxygen. But he was there for like, what, three hours or something. I, I like uh, it's really quick in this one. No, it was longer than that. I don't have it written down. But in the, the clippings coming, one of them said cannibalism, question mark. So they still hinted at the cannibalism, but they didn't. Right. Like, they get into they it. didn't just flat out show a guy chewing on an arm with crazy eyes like the first right. one. <laughs> so one year later, Harry wakes up one year after the accident. He, he wakes up from his coma yes. and then goes on a killing spree in the hospital, kills patients, staff, and puts their hearts in chocolate boxes, which makes no sense. Um, that's an homage. That's what it that is an is. homage, and there's a, there's several in this movie. There there are, which I appreciate, but I wanted to make sense. That's yeah. all. I, that's all I ask. It, like if you didn't see the first one, you don't. You wouldn't know. You don't know what the fuck was going on because it's no. not called Valentine's Bluff anymore. Right, and I I watched them both within hours of each other. Oh, I watched them back to back. So like, I'm like, literally, and it's just like, like I caught this stuff because I, I did that. If yeah. I had watched this one just now after watching another one in 81, <laughs> oh, it would be insanely difficult Yeah, to watch them 40 years apart and yeah. be like, but no, I, I did. I went back. I've actually, I watched them when we first talked about doing this. I watched both of them, and then uh, a couple days ago, I, I said, "You know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to watch them again, just to make sure I know what the hell I'm talking about." Cause, you know, the last thing you want to do is sound stupid when you're talking about movies. So yeah. I did watch them again, and yeah, this one's got some 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 problems. Still, I think it's better than most movies that have come out. Yeah, but yeah, I'd still prefer to watch this than than. The notebook or twilight yeah or twilight <laughs> um so harry wakes up kills he returns to the mine kills several more people uh and then thought to be killed in a mine collapse well tom shows up shoots he his com- ass he comes back 10 years later right so he does the thing he wakes up he yeah. gets shot tom atkins is like yep i'm a man i have a gun and a penis. I'm going to kill yep. people. That's what I do in movies. And then uh, 10 years goes by or whatever. Was it 10 years? It was 10 years. His father passed away. Right. And he's going okay. to sell the mine. So right. he comes back to sell the mine. Yes. Yeah, so this is the Tom Hanniger character, which is basically TJ from the yeah. original. Yeah. Played by Jensen Ackles. And um, for some reason unknown, 
He's like, oh, shit, my high school sweetheart that I abandoned is married to Axel, who's now the sheriff, but I'm going to try and bang her anyways. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but the last dude I'm going to try and fuck their wife is a cop. <laughs> like, they can ruin your life. Like, they yeah. have access to everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, he could have picked somebody else. He could have been like, you know what? That other chick is still hot. Maybe I'll just go talk to her instead. But no, no, he's got to go and talk to her. And and the funny part is, is um, uh, Sheriff Axel's like, hey, just so you know, this guy's fucking crazy. If he calls you again, let me know. And then she's opening the store and there he is like out of nowhere. And hey. he's like, hey, I figured you'd be here to open the store for your shift. And she's immediately like not freaked out by this at all. Like, like, you know, a normal person would ask how long you been sitting outside this store. You stalking me. Are, yeah. Are you stalking me? What, what the hell's wrong with you? My, my husband's the goddamn sheriff. <laughs> like I got him on speed dial, <laughs> but no, she's like, Oh, maybe my husband, Maybe my husband is a, a maniac. I, I suppose I'll trust the guy that abandoned me 10 years ago and let's go do stuff together. It'll be fun. You want to yeah. go mini golf? Whatever. <laughs> so a- after Tom returns to the town, the killings resume. Yes. Uh, the love triangle ensues. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it comes to light then that Warden was killed and buried by the former sheriff and the mayor. And then they, they, they said, look, we'll take you to the grave. Now, see, this was a twist I liked. I liked that they twisted this and said, look, we murdered this motherfucker and buried him out in the woods. Because that's just, that's little town justice back then. Yeah. But when they get to the grave, it's empty. Yeah, that's not good. That's not a good thing when you find a grave and you're the one who put it there. And now it's empty. Like, shit. I'm, so again, again, I I'm stopped pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I've incriminated myself by yeah. telling everyone I did this. <laughs> but if there's no evidence now, you think maybe they'd be like, whew, we're off the hook. Oh, Somebody well. took our shit. <laughs> so I, I stopped there because, again, I didn't want to spoil too much. Yeah. Um. So there was a sequel written to this. Yes. Uh, they planned it, but it never gained traction and was put to bed. Yes, because once again, they told them they didn't make enough money with this one. Right. So, like, what? what's... How much money does a horror movie have to make to get a sequel? Like, that makes no sense to me. Like, Yeah, look, I don't know. I, I love Leprechaun. But by the time he went to the hood for the second time... Yeah. Come on. Every every horror movie should get a, at least one sequel at if we're going one. back to the hood twice. Or just The Burning never got one. Yeah, The Burning never got one. Sleepaway Camp got, I think there's three in that series. Yeah. <laughs> but after the first one, it's kind of like, oh, wow, where do you go from there? But <laughs> they still, they, you know, those aren't bad movies. I, I like those, but that's that was, that was the big one, like, with that reveal at the end of that movie, you're like, holy shit, what the hell are you doing in part two? And they, they never captured that gold again. But um, yeah, I think um, the 2009 should have got a, a sequel. I think it made enough money that, I, in my opinion, it merited, unless this, the script was so goddamn bad. You know, I didn't write it, so I don't know. But So uh, the first movie... The original name for it was The Secret. Mm-hmm. And they changed it to My Bloody Valentine. Which was smart. Uh, the second movie... Um, what do I have here? Okay, I lost my place. <laughs> well, this is where I would just oh. make shit up. The, <laughs> the second movie... Um, the, the, well, they changed the first one... Because of the popularity of the holiday theme movies, right? Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Black Christmas, uh, or date specific. Stuff. Yeah. So in the second movie, uh, 
if you look, there's a flyer on the wall that indicates that Valentine's Day is February 14th, which is a Saturday in the movie. So the previous day was Friday the 13th. So it's kind of an, a, a nod to the the slasher films of the past. Yep. This was the very first R-rated film in the United States uh, projected in real real D technology. Yeah, that's like the, the 3D bullshit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the truck scene. Uh, <laughs> the truck driver is played by Todd Farmer, the screenwriter. Yes. Yes. Uh, so... Uh, what do you say? Uh, many fans have said that he joked that he writ, wrote the scene just so he could spend all day with her time with her naked. I'm not going to lie. I would do the same thing. And I would deny it afterwards, but that's a hot woman, man. Yeah. That, that is one pretty lady. So the first two characters killed on screen. Were named Jason and Michael. Yes. Uh, which is an homage to Friday the 13th and Halloween. Uh, I I thought that stuff was cool. Yeah. Like, I, I love when they throw stuff like that in. I do. Um, you know, this is a hard one because I know you don't want to give away stuff for this movie, especially about the, the Tom character. Uh, but I have to point out, you're right. We could give it away. It's been long enough, but, uh, uh I just, well, stopped, I just stopped there because yeah, I, well, here's, here's the, the biggest problem with this movie for me is, uh, he wakes up from the coma, goes on a killing spree. Where the hell did he go? Where the fuck did he go? Cause it's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to ruin this for anybody who hasn't seen it, but that's kind of a sticky point for me because that dude woke up and he just fucking left what? Pennsylvania or wherever the fuck they were at. And he just went somewhere. Cause he's Harry Warden. Yeah. Harry Warden. Well, they killed him. I'm they killed saying. him and buried him. I don't know oh, where the people okay. thought he oh, went. All right, that's right. Well, he actually, he's in the cave-in, but he kind of disappears too, but it's kind of an homage to the first one. Okay, well, that's kind of where the twist... All right, I I, I kind of see where that... that if, that's what the twist comes from, okay? Yeah, that's... And, and all right. like you said, when they, when they walked up and found it empty, it's like, okay, I didn't do anything. <laughs> right. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So, I, I, yeah. That that so that was kind of confusing there for a minute, but yeah, that makes sense now. That's the two movies compared. All in all, I, I now agree with you. I believe the first one is better. I enjoyed the second one, which I usually don't enjoy remakes. Uh, I enjoyed it enough to think that I liked it better. But after going back and watching them both back to back, because it had been a number of years since I saw the original. Right. Yeah. I think the last time I saw it was like in 1990. Because yeah. like I saw it in 81 when it came out, and then I saw it in 84 when we went to the Midnight Movies. Yeah. Uh, Dude, Midnight Movies are awesome, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. We we had a, a complex that had, uh, back then, had nine movie theaters. Oh, so good. we'd go in, and every Saturday we go to Midnight Movie, then we go to Perkins, which is a, <laughs> a diner. Yes. Yes. And we get kicked out of Perkins, and then <laughs> we go, go to <laughs> we go to the Top Hat, and we get kicked out of Top Hat. So we do midnight movies, we do midnight bowling. Like we were never mm-hmm. home on the weekend. No, and that's what's funny because back then, like we were teenagers, and we'd yeah. be at midnight movies, we'd be at midnight bowling, we'd be at like we went to Denny's a lot and Waffle yeah. House and shit like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I still say the first one holds up as the better movie. Uh, I like the second one a lot, but I still think the first one is superior, mostly because it came first. I think um, they did a good job of changing yep. it up for the second one. I just wish that he got some better actors for some of the parts. 
Yeah. I, I, I do agree that I think the acting was better. I think the story was better in the first one. Nah, I think the story is better too. The story was more cohesive. Uh, the second yeah. one after watching, and I, I don't like 3d. I, I never have. Yeah. I'm not a fan either, but you know, what are you going to do? Trends are trends. And, um, yeah, I just, I just think the acting for me, the story wasn't bad for the second one. I like that they changed it because I, I don't, you know, one of the things I hate is when they go, all right, we're going to take this movie and we're going to take the minor and we're just going to make him a chick. Yeah. Like, I think that's lazy writing or we're going to be like, all right, well, the two main characters were dudes in the original. So now they're chicks who are minors. Oh, yeah, that's believable. So I'm glad they didn't do something stupid like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I, I think the first one is still the superior movie. It holds up. Yep. And I think anyone who wants to watch a great 80s, early 80s horror movie, like this is even like when you're getting to the creme de la creme of horror movies of the 80s, like when you get towards the end, like 86 to 89, you start to get to where you're getting, I think they made 500 movies a year between 85 and 90. Yeah. Like all of a sudden anyone could make a horror movie. So this is when you still had to be a professional filmmaker to make a horror movie. So, Plus the first one, the, the, the practical effects are... Oh, they're amazing. So much better than, than any of the... Cause due to 3D stuff, you have to do... Uh, CGI and it just yeah the, it loses CGI is, CGI is nowhere near as impressive as practical effects never no, will I be I don't care how good they get them down it's I, I never going to be as impressive I hear you say that all the time I, I, yeah. I agree 100% I'm a huge fan of practical effects and I've taught my son the same thing like he, he he sees the wisdom in that now. Yeah, like even if you go back to like the uh, the Kevin Bacon scene in Friday the Thirteenth, the Arrow, and you look at like the diagrams that they have of that, where Kevin Bacon they have the drawing where his head, he's under the bed and he has to hold his neck backwards, and uh, I think this this Tom Savini and his his partner at the time who's like fifteen is pumping the blood and everything, <laughs> and it's like. You can see the diagram they drew of this to show people, like, here's what we're going to do. So, like, there's a, a fake body, and his head has, he has to lay underneath and just cock his head back as far as he can to make this look real. And they pull it off. Yeah. Because that looks like that arrow comes right through his goddamn neck. And there's something to be said where some kid on a computer, and look, I'm not saying that that doesn't take talent. Because in a million years, if I had, a, if I lived for a million years, I could never figure out how to work a computer to do that. <laughs> but uh, you give me somebody who's making blood pumps and packets and figuring all that stuff out in a safe way to not hurt anybody, far more impressive than some kid on a computer going, all right, 15 minutes, I'm done. There's your, there's your scene. Yeah, I, I don't care how good it looks. It ain't never going to be as impressive. So. Nope. No, it will not. So that's My Bloody Valentine, 1981, 2009. Um, we took that on. You guys go take on the world. This will be dropping on Valentine's Day. Um, and, Ray, I appreciate you coming on with me. I'd uh, love to have you on again. I'll come back anytime you want me, Mike. Uh, you know, I like talking and, you know, it keeps me from having to make my own podcast the more you invite <laughs> me back. So, <laughs> um, I know, uh, we will be over on your podcast coming out. I have my calendar with me, but on a deluxe edition yes. coming up. Um, and I'm going to tease the topic now. You uh, probably should. It's going to be. Everybody's five worst remakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, because that's I, gonna be a that's gonna be a shit show. <laughs> I hate remakes. 
Dude, I'm not a fan either, but the five worst is going to be hard to narrow down. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it won't be easy. It's like uh, I'm going to be on uh, Barrel Aged doing my five favorite wrestlers. Oh, see now, see that's a topic that's worth doing. Because you get you with- get to talk about something you're excited about. I was I was going <laughs> to do that with you guys, and then they came up with it, and I'm like, ah, we can't both do it. Nah, that's that's good. Yeah. I'm sure Casey Casey's not going to be happy that you're doing a wrestling thing with someone other than him, but he'll get over it. I think Casey's going to be on with me. Oh, that's that'll be cool. I, th- I think he is. Now, see, that's it. That's a good one. That's a that's a big fucking podcast right there. If he's not, maybe I'll I'll steer us towards wrestling because I had asked Casey in the beginning when when uh, he asked us to come over and do that. I said, uh, "Well, does Ray like old school wrestling?" And he goes, yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, and I'm we like, don't like oh. wrestling. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if uh, if he's not, I'm gonna fucking make sure he is going for that one. Because <laughs> if there's anybody who loves wrestling, it's that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. We had some good times, man. We had some good times. Mm. So, you ever put him in a camel clutch? No, but I did do. I think I did a swanton off the top rope on him. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. 400 pounds <laughs> off the top rope right on top Jesus of Jesus Christ. <laughs> you you could have killed him. I know. <laughs> he picked the wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Ray. Thanks a lot. Good night. I, I appreciate you uh, inviting me on, Mike. Looking forward to more. Yeah, yeah. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the Shit Show 2.0. Okay, Boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who who are obviously mentally ill. You wanna be my wife? Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick. <laughs>